Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. I know entirely too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but maybe by the end of this episode, you will too. With me, <laughs> back in person, but outside and very distanced, is my co-host. She doesn't care too much for the Rock Hall, but I have put her in this situation for a few years at this point. It's Kristen Stuttered. Hi, Kristen. Hello. From the center of Stockholm Syndrome, it's me. It's weird to talk to you in person. Isn't it bizarre? Because I'm also like you're getting such a close up of my face when we're on Zoom. And this is actually probably a a much different like to see the full body shot from far away. I mean, I'm getting a few different at least one additional dimension. That's cool. (laughs) You know, I'm a big dimension head. This guy is so into dimensions. And even though this is, we're trying to be as safe as, as possible with this episode, doing it outside of my yard, you're far away. We do have a guest with us, maybe the safest guest we could have because he's my roommate, but he's also a very funny comedian, longtime host of the special without Brett Davis on New York City uh, Community Access. I'm, I'm fucking it up, I'm sure, but I'm happy to have him here. Brett Davis. Hey, Brett. I'm ready to rock. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You immediately got the spirit. I'm so ready. Of the podcast. So this is the first episode. This commences our special coverage of the 2021 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominee announcement. Is there a sound effect or is it just that you do the voice? Oh, there's there's like a little sting, new sting underneath it. So, yeah, we, we have wrapped up our regular coverage. We're just about in the season where... We talk about what's to come, which is the 2021 nominee ballot. And so we're going to start our special coverage with a review of the artists who become eligible this year. So it takes 25 years from the first released recording of an artist to become eligible. That could mean an album, that could mean a single, that could mean an EP, a split seven-inch inclusion (laughs) on a... An eight-track. I mean, an inclusion on a compilation. I think the things that don't count, soundtracks don't count. And, like, if you're a featured artist and someone else's thing... Yeah, so if you do a guest verse, it doesn't count. Yeah, it's like your first official, and, like, demos don't count either. I think, like, people have to be able to access it. So, I've done a lot of research... I have a list, an exhaustive list, maybe even an exhausting list 
of the artists that become eligible. And we're going to start from the least likely to the be weirdest <laughs> inducted to the most likely. And, and when we start, I mean, we are going to be talking about some artists that you will question why they even made the cut for inclusion here. But uh, we are, of course, going to frame this as a game. I am <laughs> going to start to play it. Kristen and Brett, you guys will chime in when you think you know it. It has been established on the podcast that the buzz-in word is Goingo. Bing-bong. Oh, no, it's Goingo. That's Goingo. <laughs> it's going to be Goingo. Goingo. If yeah. it was Bing-bong, I'd have to say it like Richard Kind. Can we hear a little bit of that? Bing-bong! <laughs> was that his name in the movie? Yeah, yeah. in uh, Inside Out. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, for that reason, do we want to make it bing-bong? I, I mean, I will probably say bing-bong. Goingo, I, you whatever can, you want to say. I can say bing-bong, and you can say goingo. I'll say goingo. Okay. okay, great. And that also helped me to tell who's talking, because you guys have very similar speaking voices. <laughs> and then for a little bit of context, I guess, before we get started, Brett, you don't know anything about the Rock Hall, correct? Uh, I mean, I, I, I'll check the uh, announcement every year. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big classic rock guy. Right. But... As the definition of what classic rock changes, I become more of a classic rock guy mm-hmm. as we get into Gen X. Yeah, and I think because this is all artists. Well, this is 1995, first, yeah. yeah. Who yeah. first releases 95. For people doing the math in their head, yes, it is 26 years because COVID pushed things back. So technically now the eligibility period is 26. So we will have artists in here that you could consider 90s artists. Some artists where they had their first release in the 90s, but they didn't really hit until the 2000s. So we're going to get a spectrum of artists. Oh my gosh. I'm uh, just looking like... at this, this is a terrible playlist. Um, so I'm like the, your first artist is Collective Soul. I'm just like, what is I mean, going to happen? That, that would if Collective Soul was on here, they would be way closer to the top than the, where I'm starting. Oh boy. Okay. okay. Wow. So I I get the feeling some of these first ones, it might be impossible for you guys to, but we'll just we'll dive into it. You guys ready? Hell yeah. Okay. Here we go. I'm ready to rock. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. All right. Here we go. Already hate it. <laughs> oh, um, going go. Okay, what do you think it is, Kristen? Um, uh, everything falls apart. It's is that Delamitri? No, no, it's that, starts with you're a correct D. Correct that that's the song. It is everything falls apart. It's everything it does falls start with apart. A D. It starts with a D. It's just not Delamitri. It's oh, Duncan Sheik. No, it's. Uh, do you want a hint? Yeah. It's three words. Oh, it's not like. You know, dogs chase cars or something like that. It's dog. It's something like that. Okay. First word is correct. Fuck. Okay. Uh, it's everything falls apart by dog day afternoon or something like it's that. Dogs. 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 Uh, dogs possessive. <laughs> oh, dogs like us. <laughs> That's not possessive. <laughs> I know. The band uh, is called Dogs Eye View. Ugh. Okay, I was. <laughs> Gross. I really, I can't believe that. I'm surprised you got as close as you did. To be honest, I'm I knew impressed. the song immediately, which mm-hmm. is upsetting. But uh, I'm glad I didn't know Dog's Eye View. To be honest. All right, let's move on to the next one. So this I loved. Very different vibe. But still puts puts you in the same era. Yeah, puts there's the some R and B vibes. He wishes he told her how he felt. I mean, we're really we did it not like start in the middle of the song, you know. 
No, I'm giving you guys the, the beginning. Oh, God. I guess we can also establish a tap out. Inside. And nobody knows it but me. So you know the song. I think yes. at this point, if you don't know who the artist is. Yeah. It is the Tony Rich Project. Okay. <laughs> was he one of the Tonys? No, he's not. Okay. I, yeah, I, sadly. Honestly, What's... I think that song's pretty nice, and I, I credit its failure to the name of the band being the Tony Rich Project. Yeah, the Project. Tony Rich Project. And also, I think it's probably confusing for people because I think it's just Tony Rich. Like, <laughs> I think... He's he's thrown on project, but like it's just one guy. It was no band. I'm sure he's like a handful behind the scenes. <laughs> Big time. They're like, why don't you call it like 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 I don't know like T R P? And he's like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I also just realized that I don't think the people from Tony 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 were named Tony. I mean, I Raphael Sadiq is in, was in Tony mm-hmm. Tony Tony, so and, and, yeah. definitely one of them wasn't. It would be Tony. weird if one of them wasn't, but the other two were. Yeah, if it was Tony Rich, Raphael Sadiq, <laughs> and Tony Baloney. All right, next up. I do know this. I will not bring in yet, though. Rain, rain on my face. Oh, God. Why? Hasn't stopped. <laughs> oh, God. Come on. And when I look to this, something covered in mud. Oh, God. Can't swim after. Oh, this is Jars of Clay. Yes, Bing bong, going go. Jars <laughs> of Clay. Very well done. Clay. There's Jars of Clay. Uh, a notable Christian rock band. Yeah. Yeah. That Another was. name issue <laughs> I have with it. So far, I'm like totally not on board with any of these any names. Any of these names? Jars yeah. of Clay were like the only band, the Christian band in the 90s that really, Crushed well, I guess over. Creed. But used like, to be, but they weren't Christian. Like they weren't yeah, making Christian. They had like music. undertones. Jars of Clay was a Christian rock band that was able to get on like alt rock radio. Yeah, with just that song, and then and then nothing else. Well, because was that song doesn't. Say, oh yeah, because he says it's called that was song. It's like lift me up. Flood is the, the name flood, of the song. but it's he yeah. says like lift me up. Yeah, after forty days, like it's yeah, very they're talking about they're talking Bible. Jesus. Okay. All right, next one. Oh. um... Uh, going go. What do you got? Uh, the Donnas. Yes, that is the Donnas. Even though they're big, that song is from much later. They were putting out like little little singles and shit when they were in high school. Of course they were. They're cool. That is what cool. happened to the Donnas? Yeah, they they broke up not long after they started to break through. You know, they paved the way, though. Yeah, the mm. sudden shift to, like, early 2000s revival rock was a bit <laughs> jarring. <laughs> I hate to do that to you guys, but the list is in stone. All right, here's the next one. Kristen's shaking her I head. I do know this song. She, she's a skahead. She was um, there in the trenches during the third uh, of It's a ska band. That's why I know it, but... Uh, why isn't it immediately saying to Is this real big? No, this no. is here in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this is Goldfinger? Yes, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't count because you didn't say Going Go. <laughs> Going Goldfinger. Yep. Maybe. One of the third wave ska bands. That I have seen in concert many times. I figured you would have. 
you were you're you're a big skyhead. I was Brett, stinking my pickle. Not a really big skyhead, but not 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 sky averse. Just mm-hmm. you know, sort of along for the ride. Skagnostic. Right. <laughs> there you go. That's probably the name of a fucking ska band, mm-hmm. though. Of course it is, I, yeah. hope, I hope not. All right. Go on, go on. Uh, going uh, go. Oh. What do you got for me? Oh, wait. Uh, Bing bong. What do you got, Brett? The cores. Ooh, there Brett's you on the go. board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brett's on is... the board. I was worried that I was going to run away with it. I'm glad you got in there with the fucking cores. That is yeah. I wouldn't have gotten that immediately. It why, me a long time. why I remember this is I remember my mom like called me into the room <laughs> and she was like, she knew I liked like the strokes oh, or boy. something like that and the cores were on. She was like, oh, you might like this band. And I was like, I kind of do actually, but it's the wrong the connection. They yeah, were wrong Irish, connection to me. right? Yeah, they were yeah. Irish. Man, also, hey, okay, so they've got one category. Does my mom know them? Does yeah, Brett's I mom mean, know them? So okay, the chorus. It's looking. Might be looking Did they good. have any more songs? That was just yeah, their big. one That was song. their huge one. But they had they had a few other ones. You know. Breathless. Hmm. Yeah, breathless was the. The big guy. All I right. was. I would not. I would have really leaned too much toward girl group at the beginning of that, and I they know, were. I understand. Okay. All right. Next one. Oh, uh, I am you, and you are me, and he is we, and we are all together. Well, that's a beautiful. What song. the fuck <laughs> song is this? <laughs> that's I am the walrus. But you know they're referencing it. I get it. That's well, you know what I mean. But this is um, the Beatles. Needs a friend oh, indeed. Yeah. Uh, Bing bong, go ahead. Boingo. Go ahead. Uh, that was not. Um, Brett, you have a chance to steal. James, it wasn't. No. It's not, Primus. It's something that's a pulp. You're it's circling. It's a British. It. You're circling. Band. Alphabetically, you're circling. I cannot hear you, Joe. Unfortunately, alphabetically, you were circling it. Yes, I can feel it, and it's not Primal Scream, it's not Primus, it's Bing Bong. What do you know for Pyros? No, no. Uh, I just I know that name is a P. It's um, we've actually talked about them on the podcast recently. Oh, that is because of a cover of a Kate Bush song, um, that they did. Oh boy, we have a version of Running Up That Hill. Oh. Um, oh, um, filter starts with a P. Starts with a P. P, P uh, it's a British band. It's, I mean, and when, then she's boxing clever. I mean, I remember this song, "Days Dawn, Pure Morning." This is called. The song is called "Pure Morning." Song is called "Pure Morning." It is by a band from Britain in the nineties. Their name starts with a P. Three syllables. Three syllables. It One is word. Not. It's not Portishead. It's not... Um, P-L. Uh, <laughs> P- yeah. Okay, wait. Pl- uh, uh, okay. One more letter, please. Uh, hold on. Pl- Plus... One word, three syllables, P-L. A. C. Placebo. Yep. Yes. It is placebo. It's placebo. See, like, 95 is such, like, a weird gap in my musical knowledge for whatever reason. I think I was, like, not old enough to, like, catch it on the first go. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, a little too uncool for me to catch it when I was, like, really trying to catch up on things. Yeah, it was yeah, too late. Yeah, this is a hard... I wasn't very cool in 1995, but I was 
in some ways aware of cool things ish. Yeah, and again, a lot of these songs though came were later yeah. than that. I mean, this well, is all over the map. Let's yeah. go ahead. Let's do the next one. Um, these people are British too, I think. No. I am not going to get this. You're tapping out. Yeah, I'm going to tap out too. Friends, that is a little band called Guster. Fuck off, Guster. I saw them in concert in the early 2000s. Wow. I never really liked them, though. My friend liked them. I would say I know one Guster song, and it would not be that one. That was probably their one that was on the the radio. That's the big one. That's the one on Spotify. It was called Satellite. That's the big one. Yeah, I definitely did not know that was Guster. I think that came after I, like, you know, I was really into the early stuff. Okay, well, let's go to the next (laughs) song. (laughs) Ping bong. Oh, yeah? Is it Franz Ferdinand? No. No. Um, but of that ilk. And ish. also alphabet- alphabetically in the same region. Keep playing. I hold on so nervously to me and my drink. I wish it was cool in me, but so far has not been. If you ask me, an all time bad name. Like, Guster's pretty bad. I think this is worse than Guster. This is a very bad name. I'm going to have to tap out. It starts with an F? Two words. Two words. Is it a person's name? No. I don't know it. Finger 11. Fuck Ugh. off is more like it. That's actually... Apologies I think that's to Franz Ferdinand. Finger 11? <laughs> I can't even believe you included that. That's bullshit. That should have been, like, number the very first one that you played. I thought about They have them, less of a chance than Jars of Clay. I, I thought about putting them first, but then I was shocked that they had two songs. Whereas What's everyone their else other had song? They have a song called One Thing, where it's their ballad. It's very, like, WB, dramedy. Yeah, that's playing in the bedroom in the OC. Yeah. <laughs> see, to me, Guster is like an OC band. Am I yeah. wrong? Am I off base? I that song that. could have been played Guster's on. just one of those bands where, like, I've heard friends talk about them, and I don't. I had never heard a song yeah. from theirs. Friends Ferdinand. All right. <laughs> Here's the next one. Buffalo, Bing Bong, Goingo, all the stupid, real big fish. Yep. Funny, you, we had already, they'd already come up. <laughs> they had already come up. Yep, that is real big fish. They're getting in big time. Oh, real big time. <laughs> hey, listen, they paved the way. All right, for Goldfinger. <laughs> for Goldfinger, so that Goldfinger could fly. Uh, that, of course, is the song Sell Out. Sell out with me, oh yeah. Sell out with me tonight. Uh, here's the next group. Oh, um... Uh, something down in the I know this song. You're with me now. We'll be in 
This is like a one of those. It's not like a better than Ezra. But no, it's like I'm, I'm placing a little higher than that because the, there were two bands that broke off from Uncle Tupelo. And the one wait, was Wilco, and this is the other one, um, which is a band called Sunvolt. Sunvolt. Yeah, I did know that song. Yeah. And that song is called Drown. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty good one, honestly. Oh, like, yeah, that's, that's shown up on uh, playlists for me throughout the years. All right. Goingo. Jurassic 5. It is the Jurassic 5. And that's the song, What's Golden? We're not falling. We're taking back to the days of yes, Sherman. We're holding on to what's golden. Yeah, that was their song. Yeah, I, I, I had tried some other ones that seemed like the, the most representative of the Jurassic 5 sound. Yeah, the J5 sound. All right, next up. Oh. This is going to be another hip-hop artist. Look. And uh, I'll know it in a second. What, what do you got, Brett? Is it DMX? It is not DMX. Oh, damn. What is it? I'll give this as a hint. The guy rapping is not the artist. Oh, shit. So it's like a producer. In a sense, yeah. It's like a it's like a Fat Boy Slim style situation. Only there are two of them. And they are not French and keep their heads uh, hidden. Okay. <laughs> it's the Neptunes? It is not it's the Neptunes. It's not the Neptunes. Who else is a little Purdue-o? Um... It's not, I'm like... They are brothers. The, the Chemical Brothers? They are, that is the Chemical Brothers, yeah. Oh, if you had played a different song, I would have gotten it right away. <laughs> cool. <laughs> she knows a lot about the Chemical Brothers. Anyway, that was Galvanized featuring Q-Tip. Yeah. No, I only, I just was re-watching the um, Michelle Gondry video that um, oh. he did for the Chemical Brothers for uh, Let Forever Be, which yes. kicks ass. Considered it, ultimately said... No thanks. All right. Next song. This whole thing is way harder yeah. than I imagined. <laughs> I will tell you. Night. I'm going to tell you I hate this. Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck it is, I can't stand it. I wish it would stop. Yeah, this is one of those 90s like. This is I is rock back. Truly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> This is, oh, is this some, like, Stained or something? Goingo? It is is a guy's name. Oh, Uncle Cracker? It's a real name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mr. Uncle Cracker? Uh, (laughs) James Cracker? (laughs) Uh, No, this is a guy named Kenny Wayne Shepard. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I wish him ill. Sorry. And that song is called Blue on Black. Blue on Black, tears on a river, push on a shove. Get out of here with that. Goodbye, (laughs) Kenny Wayne Shepard. Bad stuff. All right, next up. Oh, um, uh, Goingo. What do you got? That is, um, the, oh, God, D, uh, fuck, Mm -hmm. uh, 
Um, they're like, it's about being lazy. Duh. Oh, God. They have like a st- silly name. Like, it's not Fountains of Wayne. It's like, uh, we used to be friends. This is the Veronica Mars theme song. Uh, duh. No, it no, starts no, no. with a D and it's some sort of pun type name. It's, uh, damn it. It is. It is a pun. It is a pun name. And it's like, I keep wanting. The it's like. Dandy Warhols. Dandy Warhols. Yeah, that's what it is. That is, we used to be friends, which was yeah. the Veronica Mars theme song. Yes. And also just a decent song on its own. I want to talk about a decent song. Wait, wait and also, do you know the... Cocktail <laughs> Jordan, Bing Bong, Boingo. Um, yeah, this is how we do it by Montel Jordan. We used to be friends. The Dandy Warhols had a big documentary made about them Did and it? their feud with the Brian Jonestown yes. Massacre. Yeah. Two very, like, oppositely named bands came, that apparently yeah. made the same type but of music and hated each other. Puns. Yes. Oh, that is true. Yeah, so not that opposite. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Dig is a great documentary. Yeah, that's a good doc- Yeah, I remember watching Because everyone was like, Brian Jonestown Massacre, they're the ones. They're the ones that are going to be huge. And then uh, that dude uh, sabotages every opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's really uh, sad. Yeah. But fascinating. Brian Jonestown self-massacre. Huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Also Montel. Montel, is he getting in? Uh, if they can't get LL in, we can't get Montel. <laughs> yeah. No LL, no Montel till LL. I like in that song he replaces like the slick Rick rap with like a rap about his song being successful. Yes. <laughs> like, which is like a pretty self-assured thing to put in your yeah. soon to be successful song. Mm-hmm. He knew what he was doing. He knew it. He said, this is how we do it. Okay. Next up. Going go. What you got? DMX. Nope. No. Oh, no. Back that ass up is Ja Rule. Sorry. Nope. Uh, Mystical. Nope. That's not Back That Ass Up? It is. Oh, who the fuck sings Back That Ass Up then? Uh, uh, it's not. Ja Rule? No, man. Let me hear this. I mean, I can hear them in my head right now. Why can't I think this of. Gonna, this is going to take bread over the top. <laughs> Will not take right over the Once top. Once he hears who's, who's, yeah. If I were listening to me on the podcast, I would be so mad at me. Yeah. So I apologize to the listener. I also apologize to the listener. I genuine. No. no. So close though. Uh, Jarul and genuine again. You're you're the same sound. Yeah. It's a ja. Oh, name. God. One word. Good ja God. miracle. <laughs> uh, also means childish. Juvenile. Juvenile. Yep. Duh. Yeah. But he didn't. That's literally his only song. It's not like Juvenile had a ton, ton of songs. He had some other songs. What were his other songs? His other songs. Oh, Slow Motion. Oh, was yeah. Was a Juvenile song. That's a Juvenile. Oh, I like it like that sheep working that. And so, yeah. Okay. You got to give it up. I do. The well, song. and also, Back That Ass Up is just an all-time classic. Absolute mm-hmm. yeah, floor filler. Why, like, this 100%. is how we do it. So, they get a little extra credit yeah. for that. 
to a, to date myself, it's like that's a song I only heard on the radio, so I know it way better as back that thang up. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, next up. Oh, um, uh, Bing Bong Going Go mm-hmm. Filter. It is Filter, another band that has already come up. Yes, because <laughs> you know it has. They have to come up. I did not know they had to. Come I mean, up, like honestly, generally. <laughs> The the vibe is like filter. We're probably. talking about the rock and roll hall of fame. Filter is definitely <laughs> filter is going to be in the conversation. I mean, the dude in filter, Richard Patrick, was in Nine Inch Nails. Yes, that is a thing that I remember learning in the nineties. But he was not included, even though Trent Reznor included other members. He did not include Richard because he wasn't around long enough, and I think was mostly just like a touring. He played on an album, but anyway. And that song is pretty good. Take a picture? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's good for that type of song. Yeah. I don't hate it, I guess is what I'm saying. I wouldn't want to listen to the whole thing right now. High but... praise. All right. Next up, and I believe this artist uh, pretty quickly says their name. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go ahead and do it. Yeah! For the first time, it's going. <laughs> you want that one, Brett? Yeah, take it, Brett. Uh, I'm going to say genuine. <laughs> yeah, so that is... That, that is was the, DMX. The 3-6 Mafia, and that song is Stay Fly. I'm giving them extra points because they have an Academy Award. All right, I think this is probably going to be... The last song before the break. I can't say that there is any meaning to the to the dividing line with the artists that we talk about when we come back because this is all gradual. But we are. I mean, we've made it from Dog's Eye View all the way to Three Six Mafia. I mean, what a journey it's been. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys will be able to recognize this song pretty quickly. Uh, Bing Bong, Bing Bong, Ben Folds Five. Yep, this is Ben Folds Five. She's a It is the group Ben Folds 5. I guess not technically his solo work, but I'm uh-huh. kind of considering his also solo work. Also so rude the, to put him before the break. Break before the break? Yeah, put Ben Folds before the break. He's just like so far out of contention. Well, Ben, ben Folds 5. Yeah, still. I, I do, To me, it's like you if put in Ben in Folds 5, you're putting him... You, they're the whole you're body of work, it stands. And also I prefer all the Ben Folds 5 stuff anyway. Wow. You know, <laughs> I just think, to me, I think Ben Folds 5, they're not like so unworthy. Well, I mean, we're, we're getting we to the worthy artists. We put Dave Matthews Band on the ballot last year. You know, don't mm-hmm. try to tell me that they go before the break, Ben Folds 5. I only like the William Shatner album. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, where I begin and end with Ben Folds. All right, so let's take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to wrap up with our artists that become eligible. Was that a clue? No. <laughs> we'll be right back. A rapper. A rapper. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, everybody. We hope you had a nice break. We hope over your break. You optimized your sitting situation. Yeah, because you know what? You deserve it. You do. It's been uh, a hard couple of months. <laughs> and Year if you're going to be sitting months. some more, you should be sitting comfortably. Right. Uh, so we are reviewing all the artists that became eligible 
for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. I made a arbitrary line in the sand for when our break was, and I feel <laughs> like it's going to be very insulting to Ben Folds when I play the next artist. Oh my gosh, really, Joe? Okay, we'll find out. All right, here we go. Unbelievable! <laughs> Bing bong, going go, Sugar Ray. They had a lot of they had a lot of hits. You should have switched those two. That is rude. I gave sugar. That's every morning by Sugar Ray. Every morning there's a halo hanging from the corner of my girlfriend's four post bed. I gave Sugar Ray the edge because they had a lot of hits, and also that they was the did. Ben Folds five, not Ben Folds solo. So like you know, no, I'm, they I'm did have a that. lot of hits. I'll say this I don't about hate Sugar, Sugar Ray. Ray. He is my favorite current Beach Boy. Is he uh, Mark? His name is, is Mark, Mark McGrath in the McGrath. mix with the Beach Boys. I think he. He definitely played on like the Capitol steps with the Mike Love Beach Boys. Oh, brother! Wait, Maybe John during, Stamos was there too. During I was the current say, administration, I, during the last administration, oh, Mike Love is a big Trump guy. I fucking hate that. He played at Mar-a-Lago on New Year's. <laughs> Wait, Mark McGrath was part of that. Though? I don't think he was part of that. Okay, one. I'm like, don't make me hate him because, like, I just like him casually. It's not like I even care about him, but I would start to really have bad feelings towards him. I like feeling like neutral fine about him. He's really good at rock and roll Jeopardy and that's something I can yeah, respect. that is true. Yeah, he was very good at it. He was like the all, he was the Ken Jennings of, of rock and roll Jeopardy. There's also, there's a great video of, it's like TMZ, like paparazzi footage of Mark McGrath signing autographs and some kid is like, yeah, more like sugar gay. <gasps> and then Mark McGrath gets so mad. He like gets in his face like, hey punk, you want to go? You want to do oh this? Oh my god! Uh, it's like uh, that. Saying "sugar gay" is very juvenile. Yeah. Uh, Whoa, but, back that ass mm, up now. But the response somehow made me in the corner of the kid. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, there's a bunch of things that are wrong with that. If Just your let name them beat each other up exactly, and also if your name is gonna be, rhyme with gay in any way, your band is gonna get called that. Like, accept it's it. gonna happen. You accept it, and also that's when you turn and you just kind of be like, and. That's when the turn should happen. Where or you, we... do the, you do the greatest comeback of all time. So funny, I forgot to laugh. Ooh, or you say, not that there's anything wrong with that, or Ooh. what's wrong with that. Timely. Or, um, your mom's gay? You ever heard okay. of that one? All right. Okay. These, these are all classic comebacks. Remember when Cat Williams fought a child? When Cat Williams fought a child? Not really. <laughs> For like calling him video. Fat Williams? <laughs> Gay Williams. <laughs> hey, if you're, you're going to go by Cat, somebody's going to call you gay. Yeah. All right, guys. Here's the next one. Oh, um, uh, Bing Bong, Faith Evans. Yes, that is Faith Evans. That is Love Like This. A true bop. That song rules, yeah. Yeah. That's a great one. All right. Hard left turn from Faith Evans. This is going to be one of those dark, gothy-sounding bands. This person is upset and sad. Yeah, here we go. You just got to fucking bring it down. I watched you oh. God. Um, them and Faith Evans inducted the same year jamming. Is this off of the Crow soundtrack? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not Marilyn Manson. No, it's not. But it's, it's somebody who puts people... I mean, this is more popular than Ben Folds 5? 
I would say this is a this band. This has a better chance to get in. Than I, I think this is a band that has Sugar had Ray? respect in its genre and has, you know, had a large following for a long time. Do they have T-shirts? Oh, yeah. They, they got a lot black of black T-shirts. Yeah, baby. they got black t That's I'm for sure that this is They're a T-shirt band. Night. This is a black T-shirt band. Mm-hmm. This is a black eyeliner band. This they is a black fingerless glove band. They're one word, two Tool. syllables, plural. Starts with D. Um. Uh. The Deftones. Deftones. Ooh. Thank you. Yeah. If you have played a different song, I only know that one song of theirs. I, I mean, don't know is, that that's one. By far their biggest. Song. Oh, maybe right. they are like the most respected. Like kind of yeah, metal adjacent, kind of industrial mm-hmm. metal ish. Yeah, band. So I, on their Wikipedia, so they're called the Radiohead of metal. I guess because they're experimental and like you know, they, yeah, they're the most interesting. They had a that. bigger song than that. I that mean, change in parentheses in the House of Flies is what I played. And yeah, no, they had a bigger song. They had a really big music video where he's like swimming out into the ocean. Hmm. I think he was hot, and I'm pretty sure that's why I know that. Yeah, I, I think your your uh, measurement <laughs> of what a big song was was like, hmm, there was a music video where the guy was hot. All right, guys. Honestly, Kitty was like the biggest band of the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why isn't Kitty on this list? <laughs> We're almost at the top ten. This is number. Whoa. This is number eleven. It's not going to be a big year for getting extra points for the FYEs. It seems. <laughs> no. All From right. Finger eleven <laughs> <laughs> to number eleven. Here we go. Big bang. Yeah. Enrique Iglesias. Yes. What was it? That is Enrique Iglesias. Oh. The song being Bailamos. Wow. Yeah, Enrique Iglesias, huge. He was a huge, huge. guy. Still a, a you know pretty massive star. Name. Yeah, I think he's, he's still a like name. his name recognition. He's notable. Yeah. An- another one where I I feel like Hero's a bigger song. Yeah. Yeah, but I think Bailamos is uh, a more fun. Some, sometimes I was like I liked trying... that you got it in the opening guitar fingering. Yeah, that Spanish was pretty guitar. good. What does it say about me? I yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, feel Hero, like... Hero might be the bigger song. Some of these, I chose the song that I thought started a little quicker, mm-hmm. just for the purposes of playing it. Like, this next artist has a bunch of songs. I think this one, though, is is her biggest solo effort. So it's a woman. <laughs> oh, um, Bing, Bing Bong? Yeah. Desiree? Nope. No? Oh, wait. This isn't You Gotta Be? This is not I want it that way. <laughs> Correct. Oh, Bing Bong. What? It's Monica? It is Monica. Oh, damn. That is Monica. Angel of Mine. Huge hit for Monica. Uh, an artist that had a lot the of The opening of that song could have been four different songs. For, yeah. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. It really was every 90s pop song all at once mm-hmm. and we're we're going to we're going to get some more of those uh like maybe the next song oh bing bong <laughs> backstreet boys it's literally the song yeah you just exactly said. it sounds so similar that is i i want it that way by the backstreet boys I- Uh, yeah, I mean, this year I'm putting 
Backstreet Boys at number nine. <laughs> wow. It's a rough year. Years, is, I mean, some years there are like, you know, the top 15 are like, these are all great bands. And like have a shot. In the years we've done, like the past few years, there is enough to make a full class of worthy inductees. Yeah. I don't know about this year. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, what what are the parameters for a rock hall induction? Because Backstreet Boys were easily the biggest act in music by a wide margin in like 97. Yeah, for a few years. Yes. I think artistry is a... Artistry count. Okay. Is a big yeah. part like kind of being... So Lou Pearlman should get the best. Yeah. yeah. I, want, I want Lou Pearlman to <laughs> get a costume. He probably would. They, they love to induct managers and white men. White male managers. Yeah, problematic... Problematic white male managers. Oh. Did you see that Backstreet Boys documentary that came out like five, six years ago? No. I don't think so. What was it called? Oh, I forget the name of it. Millennium but it's, Part it's real, 2. It's it's like some kind of monster level funny. Oh, yeah? Aww. Yeah. I, I'm assuming it revolves around them still touring now. Yeah, it's them getting back together. Nick Carter can't like hit the high notes, and that's like a story. <laughs> and they're oh, like, boy. Yeah, it's it's just really fun. Um, one of them is a fucking QAnon now. Oh yeah, I, I saw can't that. remember which one. I think it's Brian, is QAnon. That's too bad. Yeah, it really sucks. I expected more <laughs> <laughs> from the Backstreet Boys. I never really cared about them that much. Um, I didn't even have a favorite. You were probably. Like, if you had been a few years younger, maybe. Maybe. But I wasn't even into any of the boys. I mean, I guess I was in, when I was very, very young, I was into New Kids on the Block-ish. Yeah. All right. Y'all ready for the next one? Is it? The, uh, it uh, <laughs> Two Unlimited? Jams. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Oh, um, uh, Bing Bong. Yeah. Uh, Natalie Merchant. It is Natalie Merchant. And I'm putting Natalie Merchant maybe suspiciously high. No uh, way. No. Never high enough. <laughs> I have like zero Natalie Merchant. Like I didn't recognize that song. I don't have any like cultural like ties to her. Yeah. She in was in she was in a band called Ten Thousand Maniacs. Mm -hmm. And then she had a solo career that, that people really liked. It, She's like a Lilith Fair artist. And that first album was called Tiger Lily, yes. which, you know, invites the comparison. Yes, and uh, she had a very popular un MTV Unplugged album. 10,000 Maniacs had a big yeah. uh, Unplugged album. And she was, yeah, she was just really beloved by a certain type of critic and music person that I think those are the types of people who make decisions with the Rock Hall. Also, her manager, I don't know her still manager, but her one-time manager was John Landau. Oh, put who, her in then. Like, there you go. the Rock Hall. Yeah, she's He's got that kind of manager. like... Um, San Francisco, New York, alt-rock, artsy, white lady mm -hmm. kind of thing. A bit of a coffee shop, like very yes. much 90s coffee shop, coffee mm -hmm. house. Yeah, a song a song your mom gets to see. Absolutely. Of. Yeah, I like I remember her being around, but I yeah, she seems suspiciously high. But then they look and it's like she's about the same level as like Monica or Faith Evans yeah. or Yeah, right. Or and I've seen I I don't think she ever she didn't ever induct anyone or perform, but she, she's she been at induction ceremonies. I'm sure it's the Landau connection. All right, you guys ready for the next one? Yes. Going go. Garbage. It is garbage. That song is called Special. Special. 
Garbage had a lot of radio songs. Like on alt rock radio, they definitely they were so popular in the nineties. Just so popular. And I think also they had a really cool front woman. You know, Shirley Manson. Shirley Manson is so cool. Who inducted Blondie? Oh, so. Yeah, I mean, we're that we'll know we're scrape we're uh, you know scraping the nineties. What's the word? What's the N word? I'm going to use. Whoa! What? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. We're sweeping out the sixties. We're scraping out the seventies. Oh right. We're, we're eking, eking out the eighties. What are we going to be doing in uh, the nineties? Uh, Send us your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> In the moment, we can't come up with it. I'm sure you listeners, if you give give some time, yeah. What, what, what will nut. we be doing? We're not we're, we're nutting on the Ew. Nice. Yeah, that's I don't like that. You gotta say it like Bernie Mac too. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> No. <laughs> this is getting cut. No. <laughs> Knife uh, scraping. N- that's not good. It's but. bad, especially because it starts with a K. But I think, yeah. Yeah, so- like when we get to garbage, we'll know we are whatevering out the '90s. Ah, um, Bing Bong, Goingo, Jewel. Yes, that is Jewel. Can't forget that that first Jewel album was insanely popular. Really, she was like a a phenomenon culturally for. She was very young too. She was like nineteen when she wrote that song and was living in, in her, her car. car. Yeah, that was the story that she told on every talk show. Yes. Yeah. True like that's the one thing I know about her too. Like uh-huh. they, that she's PR from campaign. Alaska as well. Yeah. Alaska <laughs> living in the car. Those things are like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jewel inducted Brenda Lee in two thousand two. Oh. So she's she's been around the the block. I could see her getting some love. You know, the Joni Mitchell channel has been opened. She can flow through the tributary. Yeah, it could happen, but I don't know. Again, we'll be knocking out the 90s by the time (laughs) that happens. All right. We're at the top five already. Wow. You guys ready for this? Mm -hmm. This this is maybe offensive, but I, I think there is a case to be made. Just based on... All right, I'll just play it. <laughs> Brett, you want to take this one? I don't... It's I'm blanking, but I know the song, of course. Kristen? What's great about it is that there's a DJ, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's really excellent is that a DJ... Every band should have a DJ, and the best band with a DJ was Limp Bizkit, and the second best band with the DJ is Incubus. Yes, and it's so is, rude. This is Incubus. The song is Drive. I think Incubus has more esteem than Limp Bizkit. I think Limp Bizkit's more of a joke. I think they're both kind of jokes, but Incubus was huge at a time when rock bands were not being huge anymore. Yeah. They were massive. Like early 2000s, they were Mm -hmm. giant. Really, really big. They just seem like background noise to me. Like I've heard the song a zillion times Mm -hmm. and I could not piece together that it was Incubus. Yeah, I was never super into Incubus. I think it's really shameful where you have placed them on the list, actually. Well. I mean, I guess I'm just saying to me... They have Incubus. a bunch of songs. They had a pretty long career, and they were really, really popular. And they were in no way impactful. I think I that, mean, that, that is yeah. the thing. Say that to my to chemical muse. romance. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> to me, I'm like, 
they just were not important at all. They could have been all of those yeah, things, I get but that. they're just not important, even a little bit important. They've never like, been at ben the top Fultz of Like, Ben Folds 5 a... should be number four on this list, oh, wow. and they should swap spots. Wow. Because they're just more important. I don't know if that's true. I don't <laughs> they're see more how. important in my in life. In your life, there you go. That's the qualifier that I was looking for. There we for. go. Well, that's what I bring. My lived experience. Well, I think it's less of a uh, uh, me exalting Incubus as it is just a reflection of the weakness of the year. Yeah. I will say that I couldn't remember the name of the band until the um, DJ drop. And then I was like, oh, yeah, this is Incubus. I do like their Cure cover, though. That's like a guilty pleasure. What song did they cover? Uh, however far. Are you thinking of 311? Oh, the, the, 311. <laughs> oh 311 rocks. Never mind. Anyway, love 311. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. we, almost had a, we almost had an additional point in Incubus's favor. And then just like that, it was gone. Yep. All right, we're getting to the top four. We are in the top four. Incubus was number five. <laughs> yeah. I am pissed. I mean, the fact that you're not calling it a top five <laughs> <laughs> means that you've intentionally eked Incubus out of this Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's maybe a compelling case for the next artist. Boingo, Robin, honey. Yep, that is Robin. I would love to see it happen. I would love to have someone come on and talk about it. I don't think it's likely in any way. But I do think as we open into electronic music more, I think that it could, it's not like impossible. It just does feel so far away. I mean, I think that song, Dancing on My Own, is such a massive song that has, it's like an anthem Mm -hmm. for people. And I think the fact that that song was much, much later than the 90s, I think there is something to the fact that Robin had a big career as a girl Robin in the 90s. Robin S. That's a different Oh, person. that's... No, but she... But Robin had Show Me Love way back in There the- are two Robins who had a song called Show Me Love. Yes, there was Robin and Robin S. Correct. I yeah. remember her as... And I remember the other mm-hmm. one. You've got to show me They're both great. Both from the 90s, right? Uh, yeah, and Robin was like, her career it was interesting. She went on All That. That's the first time I saw Robin. She was a musical guest on All That oh, when wow. she was like a, a teenager. And then had this resurgence in like a, you know, she matured and, you know, it wasn't as... It was still poppy, but in a in a new and different way. And I think critically, she's well liked. She is liked. so well liked critically, and I mean, she's become like a, very much a gay icon mm-hmm. as well. And is internationally huge too. And is internationally incredibly huge. And I do think that dance music has become much more mainstream, but I don't know that the Rock Hall is ready for that. Well, I There's going to have to be yeah. some... It's interesting that ma- she's like the eligible disco now. people are going to have to start really making some headway to then just like pop it on over to... Yeah, but who, like, who's to say where the Rock Hall will be in 15, 20 years? Well, you know I have my fantasies about mm-hmm. how they just <laughs> change everything and make it better, but I don't 
I also have seen how it goes. Yeah, it's it's just interesting to think about the Rock Hall now. You would not have thought it would be here twenty years ago because the artists that they induct now, the Rock Hall was too pretentious for at one point. Bands like Chicago or Journey, you, bon would, you would laugh Jovi. If, if you would if you would even consider their induction back when it was way more snooty. And so, you know, the decades can change the way the Rock Hall operates. And with new artists being inducted, it, it does evolve, but it seems like it's a gradual crawl. I do agree with her placement, I guess, is what I will say. <laughs> I could see her being, once, once you get into like, I don't know, 2011 or something, you're going to be looking at the field of people and be like, well, why isn't Robin already in here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I feel like there might be a recency bias to be like, oh, like she's like a new artist. Why would mm -hmm. we put Yeah, her she's also scene? still very much making music. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And is young mm -hmm. compared to her other contemporaries, probably. Yeah, well, certainly if these are her contemporaries, yeah. Yeah. the 95 artists. All right. I think the top three are artists that have a good shot artists that maybe could even be on the ballot this year maybe not this third artist but it, i think it is definitely possible let's hear it oh going go this is d'angelo this is d'angelo that is untitled in parentheses how does it feel Have we talked about D'Angelo on the show before? We've we've mentioned he, him. He had quite a uh, presence on the updated Rolling Stone 500 list. That's what it was. Voodoo is like in the top whatever, and then like a bunch of the other the stuff he did with Vanguard, and he has at least three entries on the 500. It seems like time has been good to D'Angelo, and he also is one of those guys who t he takes his time with his releases, uh, and then they become kind of events. And his track record of quality has been really solid. Huh. I love D'Angelo. I'm a big fan. However, would the average voter see him as a one-hit wonder? It's a good question. I think maybe maybe now the voters, depending on if they were critics, they would vote for him. If they were members of the Hollies, they would not know who he is. You know, I think there's a split probably in the voting body. But it wouldn't be crazy if he was on the ballot this year. I would be shocked, but you know, like I said, Dave Matthews Band has been on the ballot. Mm -hmm. Shocking things have happened. But they're kind of coming from the different side of oh, unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know enough to make an informed, to say like really anything informed about it, other than I remember that music video very much. He's naked and he's looking great. And just he's sweating. And he's singing. He's got muscles I've never seen before. He so really introduced us waist all. Muscles are, are he really did introduce us all to some anatomy, some physio, some <laughs> physiological physiognomy. Uh, <laughs> he, yeah, things that we could aspire to that we didn't did not know possible. Prior. Yeah, the Kendall muscles. He's a handsome man, and I remember, and I know that song, and I know Brown Sugar and a few other songs of his. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think, I he's think an albums I, artist. I know that we talked about this when we were, when he was when we were talking about the update of the 
list, I guess that bodes well for him. I'd really like to do an episode about him. Um, with someone who really knows what they're talking about. With someone who really knows what they're talking about. <laughs> That'd be nice. All right. So we were coming to the final two. Kristen, you might already know who they're going to be. I would say very likely to be on the ballot, possibly even likely to be inducted. Bingo. I would like I would like to give this to Brett. Uh, this is a Nirvana 2. <laughs> this is yes. Nirvana 2, The Reckoning. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Foo Fighters and that song's obviously Learn to Fly. Make my way back home Dave Grohl is on the nominating committee. Dave Grohl is at every induction ceremony, either performing or inducting people. Even if he didn't have these Rock Hall connections, Dave Grohl is just beloved uh, in the yeah, music he, industry. Yeah, he, like, hosted last year. Yeah, he hosted the ceremony. <laughs> ceremony. The, the HBO special last year. Um, He's, like, done the work to, <laughs> like... Yeah. Like, and if also, there's, like, a ladder to climb into the Rock Hall of Fame, he's climbed that ladder. Yeah, and also, I mean, not to take away from the Foo Fighters' career, which is a very long career, pretty much out of the gate, had songs on the radio, still have songs on the radio. You know, they're they're like the reliable band that comes out with an album every few years, and there's a few great songs or good songs that are played on the radio and they've been able to maintain that. They're like a reliable, solid badly named terribly named. <laughs> this it, overall, this year we have had some dog shit names. Really, really bad ones. I dogs mean, I view names. I'll just I'll go through because we're about to get to the to the number one slot. We had Dog's Eye View. I'll just do all of them. Dog's Eye View, Tony Rich Project, Jars of Clay, <laughs> Madonna's, so Goldfinger, Donna's is Coors, great name. Placebo, Guster, Finger name. 11, Real Big Fish, Sunvolt, Jurassic 5, Chemical Brothers, Kenny Wayne Shepherd, The Dandy Warhols, Montel Jordan, Juvenile, Filter, 3-6 Mafia, Ben Folds 5, Sugar Ray, Faith Evans, Deftones, Enrique Iglesias, Monica, Backstreet Boys, Natalie Merchant, Garbage, Jewel, Incubus, Robin, D'Angelo, Foo Fighters. And the number one, most likely to I be will not buzz in because I already know who this is, so you can have it. You got this, Brett. inducted this year. Probably, definitely a lock for the ballot. I would say probably a, a lock for induction this year. And that is... <laughs> Go ahead, Brett. Uh, Mr. Beyonce. That is Mr. Beyonce himself. Jay-Z. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the narrow. But I'll be hood forever. And uh, I, there were many songs I could have chosen. I figured Empire State of Mind is his most iconic is of many iconic mm-hmm. songs. And also, Brett lived in New York City for a long time. I wanted okay. him to feel at home. Yeah, That's this is nice. my anthem. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's you know living living with Brett uh, at first you know the fact that he wakes up to this song on his alarm clock I yeah thought. rise and grind wake up and hustle <laughs> New York City style you know <laughs> but yeah after a while I grew to respect it mm-hmm. <laughs> throw <on> my Jeter <laughs> yeah. It, it, like, <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, I mean, Jay-Z... New York really does just love itself so much. It really, really does. Yeah. I mean, this, I think New York was like, it's a bit much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's too bad that he won't... I mean, it's a little on the nose, but he will not get to perform that song in, in New, New York. York. 
if he gets inducted this year and there's an induction ceremony, it will be in Cleveland. It'll be very funny <laughs> for him to sing this song in Cleveland. And if not for the pandemic... The Carters are coming to Cleveland, baby! If not, if not for the pandemic, the ceremony would have been in Cleveland last year, and then this year it would be in New York, and it would have worked out perfectly. So that's Nine another thing. Nails can, would have gotten the Cleveland induction yeah. they wanted, and Jay-Z, Jay-Z would have gotten his... But, you know, as as we know, the Rock Hall will only put one hip-hop artist on the ballot as a means of maximizing their induction. Sometimes that works, like Biggie last year. Sometimes that doesn't work, like LL Cool J five times. Many times. But if they continue to do that this year, I think Jay-Z is the no-brainer, and then he will get in, likely. Yeah, I think Jay-Z is going to be your safest draft pick this year. Yeah. As someone who drafted Biggie last year, and and really was cleaned up for it, <laughs> I yeah I think even more so than Foo Fighters because I can see Foo Fighters having competition from other rock bands, mm-hmm. ones that were around before them, that you know people might think, oh well, not yet for the Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. It's my prediction. I mean, there is a world who where did you have as number three Incubus? D'Angelo. D'Angelo. <laughs> It was D'Angelo. Incubus <laughs> wasn't the top five. Though. Oh my god! I mean, it's a huge cultural jump from <laughs> D'Angelo to Foo Fighters and Jay Z. Yeah, I mean, if we're going Jewel, Incubus, Robin, D'Angelo, Foo Fighters, Jay Z, that is a needle that is just going to mm-hmm. explode because it's going all over the place. <laughs> but those are the uh, those are the FYEs. Your the first year eligible. Twenty twenty one for twenty twenty one. FYE eligible class. Yeah, oh, and and what a class it was. I think I might actually put up a Spotify playlist of this. I don't know who in their right mind would want to listen to it, but it, it might be fun for you guys. <laughs> well, Brett, thank you for joining us for this episode. <laughs> uh, I apologize for foisting a competitive game on no, you, but I, I think you did a good job. I think I did a poor job, and I apologize <laughs> to the listener. Well, we were happy to have you. Anything you want to plug, your social media, your own podcast? Uh, yeah, if you like laundry, I've got a, or I had a show called Podcast for Laundry that ended this year. If you like wrestling, I have a show called Wrestling Club that I do with WFMU. And uh, yeah, check out my community access show, as you called it. It's public access. I'm so sorry. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, the special. But yeah, thanks. Of course, you can follow us at Rock All Pod on Twitter and Instagram. RockAllPod at gmail.com is the email. Send us a message. If you want Kristen to see that, uh, you're going to need to designate that somewhere in your message. Otherwise, I'm not going to forward it. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us five stars only. Truly, anything less than five stars, even four stars, that's rude. Don't do that. Uh, thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusu Kim for the music. Thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. I'm Joe Pozala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares about the Rock Hall? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.